I can't find Andy, she says in her squeaky voice. Her cleavage even more evident and elevated than usual, in a bright yellow wrap dress with a plunged neckline. I finished the caramel apples, the cotton candy machine looks great with the neon, and the programs were just delivered and they're perfect. Show me, I demand. She holds out one and I grab it. The glossy, oversized program has saturated carnival colors, balloons, clowns, and a Ferris wheel on the cover. Good. Very good. But Andy's still MIA, she adds, shrugging. Where the hell is he? What could he possibly be doing with five stilt walkers in the middle of Manhattan? I really don't know, she says, shrugging again. He won't answer his cell phone. This is great. Just great. This is Sherry Jacobs' lucky day, I mutter. I could just imagine Sybil Hunter fawning over my ex-BFF slash archenemy and fellow finalist as she pulled off her final challenge with typical high-rent perfection. I get a carnival, and she gets a baby shower for Sybil's pregnant cousin. A fucking baby shower. I can just see the fondant baby booty cupcakes and sterling silver rattle party favors and pink champagne. They'll all act like best friends, trying to impress each other with how rich their husbands are. And here I am, sweating it out, pit-soaked with swamp crotch, trying not to have an anxiety attack, and running on fumes both on this warped excuse for a television show and in my life, with just $87 in my bank account and a team that hates me. Everything depends on an out-of-control carnival about to go horribly wrong. I'm so damn close to winning, and I need that prize more than anything, more than anyone else on the show. I just can't bear going back to my so-called normal life. Now I'm sweating blood to make this event happen, and I can't even get some paid extras on polls to show up. Hell, I can't even get my whole team to show up. I look around. Total chaos. A group of union guys tries to unroll artificial turf into the same spot where another group is trying to set up the Ferris wheel. A speaker on the soundstage wobbles and topples over with a crash, nearly crushing the woman trying to secure it to the stand. I look at Jody Sue in despair. How are we going to do this? I say. How is this even possible? Search me, she says. It's your challenge. I was eliminated weeks ago thanks to you, and I wouldn't be here helping you if it wasn't in my contract, because I think you're a bitch. She smiles sweetly. I'm in this alone. It's a zero-sum game. Okay, Jody Sue, I say. Why don't you just go sit on your ass out of the way and get your cleavage ready for the stilt walkers? They're gonna have a great view. Her mouth drops open as I spin away and set off to track down Andy. Because if I don't find those clowns in the next 15 minutes, I might as well not even show up at the finale. As I storm past Sybil, she stands silently, critically in the doorway with her arms crossed. I can't help myself. What do you think, Sybil? I ask. Are you entertained? Is it everything you hope to see from me? Because you haven't seen anything yet. Part One Chapter One Who do I have to sleep with to get a drink on this plane? I called out the request randomly, hopefully, as passengers pushed down the aisle into coach, their suitcases bumping my arm. Some of them raise their eyebrows at me, but I'm used to that. 
I'm rarely what you would call appropriate, although what these people around me didn't seem to realize was that tequila is always appropriate. I just smiled at them. Besides, I couldn't contain myself. Just minutes before, I had been sitting at the gate in Kennedy, devastated, trying with every inner resource I had not to break down into tears in front of everyone, and dreading how I would tell my father I'd miss the flight. Getting onto this flight meant everything to me. Everything. I'd skipped college graduation to catch this flight, but last night I'd stayed out until four club hopping with friends I hoped never to see again, celebrating the end of my four-year imprisonment at NYU. I'd gone home with some handsome, dark-haired Wall Street trader, who I then wrangled into driving me to my apartment, double parking out front while I ran upstairs to grab my bag, and pull off last night's sequined halter top and miniskirt in favor of a black jersey dress that didn't wrinkle down.